So welcome, forecasters. Um, I'm going to do two days in a row, and what a difference 24 hours makes. Um, I'm, I'm currently dealing with a migraine right now. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to find my words. Because and this is more for people who are listening because I don't um, currently have any viewers on Facebook. Um, woke up this morning uh, in a, a fairly great mood. Uh, woke up with the news uh, that Reverend Warnock had indeed won his race against Leffler in Georgia. Thought it was going to be a great day. Uh, Ossoff was leading. It was very clear to me at that point that he was going to win. And then... Congress started the process of certifying the electoral college votes, and the Republicans expected that were expected to obstruct. They call it object. I call it obstruct. That process did so, and literally within thirty minutes of that process starting. An act of terrorism occurred at the Capitol as Trump supporters stormed the Capitol with ease, caused the Capitol to be locked down, uh, and, and then they ended up having to evacuate people out of the Capitol because of these terrorist traitors, really. There are no nice words for them at all. They're not going to come from me. And what I was struck by the most as I continued to watch the coverage was just how easy it was for them to do this. You know, they had to go through barricades just to get on to the grounds of the Capitol. Right? Push those down, walk right up to the Capitol, walk right up the steps. Broke into the building, smashed doors, destroyed windows. And, you know, I've been hearing all day um, on, on the coverage... Uh, that same question. Why was this so easy for them? 
it was so easy for them because they were allowed. It's it's that simple. They were allowed to do this. There was no effort at all to stop them from doing this. And the very first thought that hit me when I saw this happening, within the first 30 minutes of this happening, was... Can you imagine if this were people of color doing this? I've thought about it all day. And I know without a single doubt in my mind that if these had been people of color storming the Capitol like these people did today, They would have never made it to the doors because they would have been tear gassed from the outset. They would have been shot with rubber bullets from the outset. They would have been beaten with batons. They would have been sprayed. They would have been shot without question. And we know this. Because we watched it happen over the summer when peaceful protesters were attacked by militarized police, by military, by national guards, by private armies. They were absolutely attacked for peacefully protesting. And then we come... to this moment today and they were just allowed to walk right into the Capitol take over the Senate and the House floor break into senators and uh, representatives offices sit down behind their desk and take pictures like they're freaking tourists They disrespected the United States of America today. They disrespected the Capitol. They disrespected this country. And they're walking around like freaking tourists in that building. Like, everything's good. Yeah. Hello, forecasters. This is Michael Hendricks. Still looking for supporters out there anywhere in the internet universe. And did you know that you could be a supporter of this podcast for as little as 99 cents a month? Or if you want to be a little generous, you can go up to $4.99 a month. Or if you want to be very generous, you can go up to $9.99 a month. All you need to do is go to anchor.fm forward slash prez forecast. That is P-R-E-Z forecast. Select the amount that you want to send me each month to help me with this podcast and make it even better each time I come out. Go to that website. You can also leave me a message. It is an audio message. If you say something funny, I may even put it on the air. That is anchor.fm forward slash press forecast. So your support today. 
But it's happened here today. This insurrection. That's what this is. Perpetrated by white people. That for whatever reason are absolutely enthralled by Donald Trump. And I've never got it. I didn't get it in the 80s when I was a kid. I didn't get it in the 90s when I was a young man. I didn't get it in the 2000s when I was an adult. I've never understood for one moment how that man, that child, gets the support and love that he gets. He has failed at everything he has ever done. And now he's failed at being president. He was voted out of office in one of, if not the most secure elections in this country's history. He is a one-term loser. And these people, I guess, apparently think he's the second coming of Jesus Christ. I don't know. That are apparently ready to die for him. And for what? What did he do for them these past four years? Gave tax cuts to the rich? Attempted to build a wall with Mexico that is only about 22 miles long? Managed to shut down the government when his party had full control of the government? Ran our debt up to unimaginable numbers? Previously unimaginable numbers? Called white supremacists and Nazis very fine people? What has he done for this country? And and now... They've invaded our U.S. Capitol for the glory of Trump. And don't think for a second that this isn't just Trump. This is every senator and every representative who were going to attempt to object, and I'm not going to call it object anymore, attempting to obstruct the process of certifying Joe Biden's presidential win. Langford from Oklahoma. <laughs> Rafael Ted Cruz from Canada, I mean, Texas. Kelly Leffler, who just lost her election from Georgia. That Holly character from Missouri who started all of this and then had the gall when protesters stood outside his house to go on Twitter and say that they threatened him, that they tried to break into his house, that they threatened violence against his family. There is no evidence that it ever happened. In fact, the police 
in his hometown of Missouri, where this supposedly happened, said that the protesters were peaceful. They never threatened violence. He made it up. And then walking into the halls of Congress today, as he was walking past these protesters who would just within hours break into the Capitol, showed his support by raising his fist to them. They are all, in my mind, absolutely 100% complicit. And as Kathy just noted, in my mind, they are also complicit in the death of a woman today who died in the Capitol after being shot. It is still unclear who actually shot her, though I believe it's been confirmed she was a Trump supporter. Shot and killed in the Capitol today. All for the glory of Trump. And and I'm coming back to this, and I'll keep coming back to this because it's what's fresh in my mind. If these had been people of color, this would have been a lot more violent because the police would have attacked them instead of just letting go. Go on, have fun. Ladies and gentlemen, the police were taking selfies with these people inside the Capitol. Who does that? You are law enforcement. You are supposed to serve and protect. How are you serving and protecting anyone in that building if you're taking selfies with the people that are breaking into it? It is unexcusable how they were allowed to walk into that Capitol with that much ease. They invaded our U.S. Capitol today. First time that Capitol has been invaded since 1812 when the British did it and burned down the Capitol. Is that what's going to happen overnight? Tomorrow? Pretty much through the day, and I think I've said this already. I'm going to say it again. You know, what the heck. I've gone from moments of extreme grief to moments of extreme anger throughout all of this. But the bottom line to me over everything that happened today is that it is a national and international embarrassment. While this was all going on, Uh, It was like, I believe, within the last hour, and some breaking news that I'll get to in just a moment. Um, uh, uh, John Ossoff has been declared the winner of the other Senate race in Georgia. Uh, He passed that threshold of a a recount. He's up by, I believe, 0.52%. In order for a recount to even happen, it has to be under 0.5%. So, when Biden takes office on January 20th, and I said when, not if, when he takes office on January 20th, Democrats will control the White House, the Senate, and the House. So, that is the good news from today. Uh, The breaking news that just flashed across the uh, screen is that the Senate is expected to reconvene at 8 p.m. I'm not sure if that's 8 p.m. Washington time or 8 p.m. Central time, I'm going to assume 
uh, that it's 8 p.m. Washington time, so it'll be 7 o'clock here. Um, I haven't heard it. I haven't seen or heard anything about the house. Um, but what I, I did hear today in, in conversations with people who've been talking to senators and former uh, Senator Claire McCaskill is, at least on the Senate side, their plan is to finish the certification tonight. Now, the big question, obviously, is are those men and women who were attempting to obstruct the certification, um, are they going to still try it tonight? Because let's be honest, they convened at noon. Arizona was the third state on the list, and they obstructed on Arizona. And when they finally had to clear out the Capitol, they had been debating on the Senate floor and the House floor for almost an hour. Look, I I know with Congress, the debates are going to happen and government debates are going to happen. Everyone knows how they're going to vote. No one's mind is going to be changed tonight or today. So why not just go when, when someone obstructs, go to the Senate chambers, go to the House chambers, immediately vote, and then go back to the Senate and reconvene. We don't need this sideshow. There, there is nobody on, in the Senate or in the House that is gonna, either going to vote to ignore the obstruction or to try to force the obstruction. No one's mind is going to be changed. I mean, honestly, I would hope that the insurrection attempt uh, today would change some minds, but having, as political as I am, and having had to deal with Ted Cruz, Raphael, for, oh God, has it been a decade now? His mind won't be changed. Um, he, he's one of those... He's one of those men who who thinks that everything he says, everyone just is on the edge of their seat. He's not going to change his I don't think Lankford is going to change his mind. Leffler probably won't change her mind. I mean, it, it is all political theater. That's all it is. That's all it should have been. But unfortunately, we have an outgoing president of the United States who knows that his supporters will do anything he tells them to do. And they did. He told them today in a speech he gave to them to storm the Capitol. Those are the words he used. You told them to storm the Capitol today. And they did. And then he comes out with a bizarre video to tell them to stop. And he's still whining about his election loss. And then he tweets out not too long ago that basically he just throws out another threat. This is what happens. When blah, 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 blah. In my mind, 
I don't know that it would stop it, but in my mind, the best way to deal with this at this point is for him to resign or to be impeached or to be 25th Amendment. But I'm not done. Mm-mm. Ted Cruz must resign. Langford must resign. Leffler's on her way out, so I don't really care. Any senator or congressperson who continues this charade, knowing what the reaction is going to be, should resign because they are clearly, at this point, do not care about their oath to the Constitution. They don't. I think it is a bit of irony, sweet irony, irony, that the moment that they cleared the Senate, Langford was talking. I mean, the Republican Party is supposed to be the party of law and order, and they have been clashing with the police since yesterday. And yet... When they storm the Capitol, they are still treated with kid gloves. I saw a tweet a little bit ago. It was like 6.01 because they have um, a curfew in effect in D.C. right now that went into effect at 6 o'clock their time. But the tweet was put out at 6.01 and said, well, it's 6.01. Curfew is in effect. I guess the police are going to take them all out for ice cream. That's what it feels like in this moment. At the end of the day, I lost my train of thought. There it is. At the end of the day, this is all about white privilege and sore and being sore losers that's what it is I I can almost of course I'm still watching YouTube weird um I, I can guarantee that most of these men live in their parents' basement. It's probably one of the first times they've actually seen daylight in months. I have no love lost for these people. You know, Biden, bless his heart, keeps talking about unification, unifying this country, which I agree is something we need to do. We need to unify this country. We're deeply divided right now. But it's 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 difficult to find common ground. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's difficult to find common ground with people who think what happened today was a good thing. Or think have an excuse ready for it. Where is the common ground 
on this. I mean, I don't. Sorry, that's ESPN. I don't know what the common ground on this is. I don't know where we can find that common ground. It's not going to be with the deepest Trump supporters. It's it's just not. All right, forecasters, if you haven't heard about Anchor, and by now you should have, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain a few details. First of all, it's free. It's never going to cost you anything to make a podcast on Anchor FM. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money straight from your podcast with no minimum uh, listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Now, if you're interested in making your own podcast like I've been doing and like some of my friends and family have been doing, you need to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Yep, I should have written what I was about to say because it has left my brain. If anyone's watching, can tell me what I was just talking about before I took that little break. That would be great. Okay, now MSNBC is confirming that the House is going to um, reconvene as well. Um, Oh, Common Ground. Thank you. I know that not every Trump supporter is like the people that we see in Washington today. I know that every Trump supporter is not a racist. I know that every Trump supporter is not someone who hates someone like me. And those are the people that we need to find the common ground with to start the healing process in this country. Because here, here's the truth. And we saw this with the election yesterday. The nastiest of the Trump supporters will eventually disappear again. They'll go back into their basements. They'll go back into their hidey hole meeting spots. But it's not enough for them to just go back into hiding. And and no, I'm not saying we need to do anything violent to them. That's, that's not where I'm going with this. Education is the key to this. A lot of these people that are in Washington today and tonight and yesterday are uneducated. They got left behind by the system. Or something went terribly wrong in their life uh, that they left the system. Donald Trump famously said during his campaign in 2016 that he loves uneducated people. And I can understand why. Uneducated people, through no fault of their own in most cases, are easily duped. They fall into this kind of propaganda. Easily. But... We need to heal as a country, but it's not going to happen immediately. 
not going to happen over the next four years. It can start to happen over the next four years, but it's not going to be solved in the next four years. And I'm not saying that we need to try to understand the, the deepest of the, the Trump supporters, the ones in Washington. I, I don't have any need to understand them. I have really nothing kind to say about them. They are attempting a coup in Washington, D.C., all because Trump wasn't elected. And they want to believe that it was stolen, that the election was stolen. And it just wasn't. Enough people, 81 million people, and some change, decided we needed a different direction. That's how elections work. So, only been doing this for about half an hour, but I think I got a lot of my aggression out. Um, I, I don't know if this helped anyone who watched. Uh, I don't even know if anyone's watching anymore at this point, other than myself, and that, that's okay. Sometimes you just need to have a conversation with yourself, even if it's on a live video stream on Facebook. To just kind of get out your thoughts. But I said it at the beginning. I've said it since. Just stop and think. If you watch this later. What if this had been people of color? So the final thing I'm going to talk about tonight, uh, before I go ahead um, and sign off tonight, uh, is just a quick um, recap of the election yesterday. It has been fully decided. Uh, Raphael uh, Warnock did defeat Kelly Loeffler uh, to win her seat. Um. Currently, he is up, I can't do the math, but he is up, well, it's not there either, he's up by 1.6%, uh, so there's no recount in this case, um, looks like he won about by 60,000 votes, and there's still uh, estimated votes coming in. Um. And then John Ossoff also won his seat, or defeated David uh, Perdue. He's currently leading by about twenty-two or thirty-two thousand votes. He's up. Trying to do math in my head, fifty point five four percent, which is just above um, that margin of 0.5 that would have called for a recount. His his numbers will continue to go up as well. So, Democrats, uh, when they are sworn in, when Georgia certifies the election, and they're sworn into Congress or into the Senate, 
in January 20th rolls around and Kamala Harris uh, is inaugurated as the Vice President of the United States. The Demo- uh, Democrats will have control of the Senate. They already have control of the House. And on January 20th, they will also have control of the White House. Um, here's the thing about uh, Raphael Warnock's uh, seat that he's going to take. Um, this was actually a special election uh, because Kelly Leffler was appointed to this seat in 2019 to replace a senator who was retiring, I believe, for health uh, concerns. Uh, and so the time that is left on this seat is 2022. So Raphael Warnock will only serve until 2022 until he has to run again. John Ossoff will be in his seat until 2026 when he has to run again. A uh, bit of breaking news. Uh, it is being reported that Twitter has locked Trump's account. And it has said that it has warned Trump that it could be suspended. Well, big whoop. It should have been deleted. Um, and let me say this very clear about Twitter and the First Amendment. Didn't expect to make this turn at this point, but here we are. Twitter is not governed by the First Amendment of the United States Constitution. Sorry, it's not. It is a business. And when you sign up for Twitter, you agree to their terms of terms and conditions, their terms of use. That if you violate those, they can suspend your account. They can kick you off Twitter. You're, you're not protected by the First Amendment on Twitter. You're, you're just not. It's not how the Constitution works. The First Amendment protects you from the government. You have the right to say whatever you want to, and you cannot be threatened by the government for saying that. You have a right to believe the way you want to, and you cannot be threatened by the government. You can believe the way you want. Um, I think I just said that. You can protest peacefully, and the government can't threaten you. But you can't go on Twitter and say whatever you want to without facing some consequences. Now, Trump has spent the majority of his four years on Twitter saying whatever he wanted to without any consequences, but that's coming to an end. But... I still believe that they should be deleting his account instead of giving him a 12-hour timeout with a threat of suspension. Donald Trump is never going to learn because he doesn't care. So to finish this off, and this is a little bit shorter tonight because, again, I got most of my aggressive feelings out early on. <clears throat> Sorry. A day without teaching, my voice has already gone out. What happened today in D.C. is not acceptable. By any stretch of any imagination. And if you're fine with what happened in D.C. today, I have serious serious concerns about your your mental state. I've said it before, I'll say it again, I'll keep saying it, because I don't think it's being said loud enough. 
it, it certainly is being said loud enough by people of color. My colleagues at the school who said it loud and clear. Joy Reid, who I don't really agree with on anything, said it tonight loud and clear. But people that look like me, specifically a white man, a middle-aged white man, we need to be saying it loud and clear. We need to make people understand that had this been a group of people of color, black, Hispanic, uh, Native American, if people of color had tried to storm the Capitol the way these white people stormed the Capitol today, they would have been put down, shot, beat, gassed. They would have never even gotten close to the front doors of the Capitol, let alone inside the Capitol, on the Senate floor, on the House floor, in offices. Today is the purest example of how there are two different systems of justice in this country. One for people like me. Where if I'd been in that crowd, I could have walked into that Capitol and done whatever I wanted to and probably not even been touched by police. And then a system for people of color where if they look like they're not in the right area, they could literally be killed just for existing. Today was the purest example of the two different systems of justice in this country. If you didn't believe that racism not only existed in this country, but existed within our government, you can't ignore that anymore. Well, I say you can't ignore that anymore. I think we all know it's going to be ignored. If it's one amazing thing about a certain segment of of this country's population is if it's not affecting them directly, they don't care. It's really that simple. We've seen it with COVID since we're, we're going on a year of dealing with COVID. And we still have people in this country that don't believe it's even real. Because it has not affected them. It has not affected their family. It has not affected their friends. It's amazing how events like this kind of bring everything to focus. Bring everything out. But that's all I'm doing tonight. Uh, thank you for everyone, anyone who came and watched, uh, my podcast will be ready to go here in just a few minutes. Hope you all have a good night. Have a safe night. Keep the faith. We're, we're gonna make it through this. This is just a bump. Congress, Congress will 
certify those votes tonight. Joe Biden will be inaugurated on the 20th. But the end of this long national nightmare is just about over. Still got to deal with COVID. So as always, to anyone watching, anyone listening, stay safe. Wear your mask in public. Stay six feet, at least six feet apart from others if possible. Have a good night.